0: Hey, so just wanted to check in with you guys here at Top and let you know that for the foreseeable future, there's going to be a lot of Skype calls, even with people that are local to Los Angeles. I want to apologize for that. It's not my ideal uh, audio quality for an episode, but time's call for... um social distancing. And I definitely don't want to get me or other people sick by like, I don't want this to be a cluster. What's my (laughs) thesis studios, uh, where they can track it back to, uh, figuring out that I'm responsible for the spread of it. But, uh, I do uh, need the social interaction. So you can trust that we will be coming out with, uh, more stuff. And, uh, I know that nobody has a job. But I finally also have the time to uh, build out the Patreon and start releasing episodes on that. So if you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can go to patreon.com slash what's my thesis and become a patron there that helps us make the show for now and eventually will help us pay our guests for their thoughts and uh, insights. And lastly, rate and review, bro. It's right there on your phone. You're already holding it. Just hit that five stars.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. yeah. But it is, I mean, like, I do know why global warming, but it's like, it's in the fifties in Philly right now. Oh, okay. So and tomorrow it's going to be like fucking 70. So you're in Philly.
0: We're just going to oh, start
1: yeah. at this point. Um, from, what, from where we,
0: that? We'll just start from where we started with the small talk of the weather. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah sure <laughs> thing. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm here in Philadelphia. Where it should not be close to seventy degrees, but will be tomorrow. Where how how cold should it be? It should it should be snowing maybe. Okay. You know it it, it definitely. I I went out for a cigarette without a jacket on. It shouldn't that shouldn't that be shouldn't fair. be happening. No, that shouldn't <laughs> be. I shouldn't be smoking, but I also shouldn't be having it outside. Without
0: a yeah i wonder how much uh, uh carbon dioxide that cigarette puts out into the air oh thanks
1: <laughs> now, like i didn't feel shitty enough because i'm just like killing myself but now I'm i mean that's the
0: catholic else. in me so i can't help it oh um,
1: my god yeah so you... like the catholic the Catholic guilt hit the Jew, and it was just like this terrible triangle. Well what do you think we learned it guilt? from
0: you know it's like that old uh, uh commercial it's it's judeo-Christian, which is a term that's actually kind of contemporary to describe something that was pretty racist against each other,
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. We probably wouldn't be having this conversation a couple a couple hundred years ago.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I probably would still be caught up in religion or be, I don't know, I don't know. It's also, maybe we would have just been wildlings or something out in the wilderness that, like, didn't really fuck with anybody.
1: I'm thinking, so this like, is,
0: people in this the Black is the Forest.
1: So this is the actual problem with that for me. With what? I'm, I'm colorblind, and I am constantly I'm sort of constantly reminded that if we were in a hunter-gatherer society, I would have lived like age fucking two.
0: Oh no, I'm talking more like I'm I'm specifically thinking of like living in the Black Forest in Germany during oh. like Hansel and Gretel yeah. times. Okay, like I see. <laughs> no, you I know, still, like like re- religion I was just thinking like the burden of religion. I'm I'm sure that there were like you know, because, I don't know, there's some, like, morbid shit that comes out of, like, forests in Europe. <laughs> yeah, in I don't... I uh, don't hold on, that. I haven't done my intro, and, like, uh, hold on.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: welcome to What's My Thesis, I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we ha- we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, "What's my thesis?" And today, my guest is Jordan Baumgartner or Garden. Baumgartner. Okay, yeah, I could, I've, I could have switched to the Skype to see it again, but no it's one of those things that, like, we're Skype, we're Instagram friends, and like. I just I, kind of mumble your name, and I mean, do you do you have any idea how to pronounce my name without me pronouncing it on the show? I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot I of people would just mumble, I it. mumble my own
1: name usually, <laughs> so it's uh, I'd say Pro- Proenza.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Proenza. It's fine. No, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, like the the way that you read, like I, I'm more than anything making a commentary on how you read um, Instagram names,
1: like. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, no, I know what no, that is. It's hit all the uh, identifiable things that I need to see to know who this is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, so yeah. So it, it also said on your Skype that you're from Rhode Island originally.
1: Or no, something? I I don't think I signed up for Skype until I was in graduate school mm. in two thousand nine. So Did in you go graduate school, well, I was living. I was living in Rhode Island. Yeah, I went to RISD, and and I think that's where I signed up for it. But I yeah, I only lived yeah. there for two years. I've been here pretty much forever. So you you grew up in Philadelphia then? I I was born in Philly and okay. then raised right over the bridge in in New Jersey. Oh okay. And and then I moved here when I was eighteen and left for grad school and came right back and I'm 37 now.
0: So Philadelphia is south of uh New Jersey, right? Yeah.
1: It it it's it sort so, of it runs alongside it. Okay. And then we're like um,
0: cuz I'm trying to think of its relationship. It's close to um Maryland, right?
1: If I'm not I mean Everything is really kind of... smushed together. I'm trying to... I'm literally together, having... I try- like, population density and all the borders. It's, like, right on top of what I'm doing.
0: Okay. I'm trying so, to... Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely trying to have more East Coast people because I've been gone here so... so I've been living in, on the West Coast so long. Like, I've been here at more than 10 years at this point. And, like, I've just become a soft person. But I still appreciate... Like, I like your personas <laughs> a little bit <laughs> abrasive. <laughs> Uh, and and I like you had a confrontation that was very that was performative uh, for in, or like I don't know how to Which describe one? It. the one uh, the one where you were uh, uh, like printing pictures of your of uh, security camera onto oh, you and then posting them on so, your window because one of your neighbors had a security camera that was like suspiciously pointed outward towards the, the street. Like, so this, no, is, yeah. this is a
1: years, this is a years long battle uh-huh. that I have had with these people that just came to a head when I painted their fence purple.
0: And that was on purpose or like that was, uh, how, how did you come <sighs> about painting their fence purple? They, because it it kind of sounds like you were in the wrong. <laughs>
1: oh no, I know it totally does, but like, <laughs> so the fence isn't actually theirs. It's next to their house. It it sort of protects a vacant lot.
0: Oh, okay. So this it's part of that whole saga,
1: right? Yeah, and they just decided one day that they wanted to paint this like fucking mural. Yeah. That that which which Philadelphia has like a very deep and amazing tradition and history of murals. It's like the mural arts program is amazing, and there's a lot of artists that live in this neighborhood, especially on our block. But mm-hmm. they just want they just painted a mural on their fence that looked like oh my I don't I don't even know like an after school program tried to. But wait, were they kids? Because I mean, was no, it was it no, an after-school program? In her thirties. Okay.
0: <laughs> so it's like, uh, and uh, I, I'm uh, assuming that because of the neighborhood, like, what, what, what demographics are we dealing with? Is, are, is there a racial contingent here? I'm just worried now. Or is this just like a cranky old white lady?
1: She was like a cranky. Cranky, cranky white lady. From okay. the second that they moved, from the second that they moved to the neighborhood, they basically thought the worst of everybody, and sort of the worst is what they got because you get what you put out into the world, uh-huh. and and but so that they just seems
0: that seems like such a counter, like. When I think of white people moving into a neighborhood, I don't think of them painting tacky murals, <laughs> you know, like that, that's not the gentrifying, really? well, that's not the gentrifying, I mean, I, I guess this is like somewhat of a free spirit or, you know, someone that's surrounded by people that have, that like really support their art practice more than I have someone supporting mine,
1: but. No, I, I think that they also Airbnb'd their place out and they uh, want to make the oh, area hip, hipstery nice. What's that? Like hipstery nice? No, I mean hips it, it, it was like puffy clouds that had raindrops falling from them that were different like acid colored like rainbow sparkle things and acid is like trippy on the bottom.
0: Hmm Acid isn't trippy?
1: Yeah. Okay. But also it just like wasn't trippy because they were coming from clouds it looked like acid rain like okay. what you would imagine acid rain if you're on acid <laughs> <laughs>
0: so and, uh, so uh okay and then you also fill us in on this like uh um what's it called the the, the lot because because th- there's like a lot associated with this fence as well right
1: yeah, it's it's been empty for a while. But it's really nothing. It just has a fence that's up in front of it. The okay. lot, but snow- didn't it, it?
0: It like it started to become um, like weren't there people kayaking in it? It's got full of water. Uh, well, that's up the street.
1: Oh, okay. This is a different one. This okay. is oh man, I sound terrible. Yeah, no, this is different. And okay. so no, you bureau, don't sound
0: terrible. I'm just like I'm I I'm I'm more than anything fascinated by how much I know about what happens in your neighborhood. Based but it's also your...
1: highly curated at the same time. Yeah, yeah. no, you know? definitely. I, and, but and so, so their mural ahead. started to peel. It started to peel apart. Okay. And then they moved out of the house, moved uh... to a different house, and just kept that as their Airbnb property. And one day, um, I was just like looking at it out my window and I was like, I'm tired of that fucking peeling mural.
0: Yeah.
1: There is like... So many different things that this could have been used for. Yeah. And um, I'm tired of it. So, like, I got a paint scraper and I started painting it. And then the husband came out and he, like, pulled up in his car. He's like, Jordan, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, uh (laughs) That's an (laughs) interesting start. (laughs) He's like, how the fuck are you doing that? And I'm like, uh because it's – peeling and it looks terrible and i see it out my window and i'm tired of doing that and he's just like what the fuck are you doing and he started getting like really aggressive with me and i was like because man like it's just not good and i don't want to look at it anymore and your wife did a very bad job from the very beginning and <laughs> and like I, I i just i can't i can't anymore and he started trying to yell more. And I was like, you know what, Norm? Like, you only talk to anybody when you have a problem with them. I'm not interested. Just fuck off. Just fuck, <laughs> fuck off, Norm. And then he goes, fuck you. You're nothing but a fucking renter. And then he <laughs> peeled off. Like, he, pe- like, like, <laughs> like, scared and just took off down the street. Wow. And- that i was like oh fuck i'm a renter like you want to make this like a class battle fuck, wow. fuck. And so i went over to my neighbors who was in the, you know they work they did some work for the mural arts project and they had some mural arts paint and they were like we have this beautiful robin's egg blue and i'm like oh and they're like or we have this very aggressive purple I'm like, <laughs> purple sounds great i'll take the purple
0: <laughs> well, you still probably help their property value. I mean, that I don't. I still can't get over like the idea of because uh, usually, I don't know. I I I I I'm used to thinking like in LA of like at least in my neighborhood there's like murals that are well intentioned, but they're not necessarily. Um, uh, like skillfully rendered in the traditional sense. Obviously they have their own charm and I, I wouldn't change them for the world. Right. But, uh, but that's the kind of thing that I would think that like when the corporations start moving in, it would just like wipe out, (laughs) you know, the entire, like that, that, that would be the first thing that they would paint over and just like make it like a, 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 um, a basic purple, so it seems so counterintuitive to me that they would think that that's like a good thing. I don't know, it, it seems like a very personal expression on their part, and I'm okay with you, like you know, because that it, it ends up just being graffiti if this it's not their property, and, <laughs> and you I'm shouldn't like have to rich. look at that fucking rich people's graffiti. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And like I, I was buffing out rich people graffiti. That's what I was doing. It was like a very purple buff out of rich people graffiti. But so like, uh,
0: yeah, so I'm all for it, man.
1: It would have been such an easy conversation yeah. to say to the neighbors, hey, we have this ugly fence in front of an ugly lot next to us. What do you think represents the diversity uh-huh. that is on this block? Let's collaborate and put a thing up. And then yeah. a couple people would say, wow, we all have our art degrees and have run projects very similar to this. Let's talk about, with our experience, how we can add to that. And then you have something that strengthens a fucking street. No, you're going to do like some horrible clouds and birds and canass. This, can acid this yeah, rich guy
0: is crazy, man. He even got free labor out of you. I mean, come on.
1: I, I felt like he kind of he he kind of what like Huck finned me like I tricked <laughs> he tricked me into painting the fence and like
0: maybe he went to your to, to your friend or to the art store and was like okay these are the two choices he can he, he only you tell them that he that he only has the or that you only have these available to you. The purple and the the, funny, blue. <laughs> the, the
1: the funny thing is, is that I'm colorblind, so I really don't know how purple this thing is.
0: Oh, okay. Which yes. uh, so what? Are you, what colors do you struggle with?
1: Reds and greens.
0: Reds and greens. Oh right. my god! So like, uh, I like sort to call purple dirty blue dirty blue yeah i mean that's fair (laughs) i'm not colorblind and i can get that (laughs) but 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 i guess i guess since it has red in it and if if you have a hard time distinguishing red if you mix purple and oh well yeah
1: well isn't it red and green you get purple
0: no, it's uh, red and green, are, uh, you would get like a gray-ish, a gray-down version of whichever color is more
1: dominant. See, I didn't even take color concepts in college. No, they, yeah. They were like, you can't do this, man. You got to go. So I was like, all right. So I don't even know. I'm just like, red and green, that's purple, right? Sure.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So that's how you ended up in
1: photography? No, I ended up in photography because I, I broke my leg at summer camp and my dad... <laughs> Wanted to give me something to do.
0: So you were just like taking pictures from a wheelchair or how, like, uh, I, just it in, was of your room really is that how it, you... it
1: was I remember setting up like stupid little still lives. In Did the you room. catch a
0: murder like out your window at some point?
1: No, no, <laughs> South Jersey's very boring. <laughs> there was like and, and which is what ended up like so I grew up as like a skater kid. Okay. So I would just still hang out with my friends, but I couldn't skateboard because my leg was broken, and I would take pictures. Okay. So, like, my dad kind of gave me the camera so I could still hang out with my friends, but not, you know, and still engage. Yeah. But in a, a different in a different capacity.
0: Of the get you out of the house generation.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm so happy that he did because yeah. for a while it was. Um, I was like building models with my broken leg and then I would the way you have said that. come over uh-huh. and, 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 Oh, like I, I had this group of friends and, um, one of them, Nikki, I think she made me watch empire records. Like okay. every time she came over while my leg was broken.
0: I remember that. I, I remember that one. Uh, yeah, there's a guy that goes. That someone asks him, "What's with you today?"
1: And he goes, "What's with today 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 today?" Yeah, <laughs> you know Rex Manning Day, all that kind of stuff. So she, yeah, I yeah. watched that movie a million times. So it's terrible, about the, but I could the see how into the house. Yeah, and and then it just kind of I I never stopped. Never skateboarded again, which is great. I wasn't very good, but <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I was
0: also not very good at skateboarding. I could ollie high as fuck, but in terms could, of could like, you?
1: no, I couldn't even do that. I could
0: I could ollie over some pretty tall cones, but that was like my claim to fame. Whenever it came, and then I mean, I could I could sort of heel flip and I could sort of kick flip, but I couldn't like kick flip over things very high. Or things like that. And I could definitely couldn't like grind or slide in any convincing way. <laughs> so
1: I, I think I had like a like a nose slide because it required probably the least amount of work.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, and manuals. I was a badass
1: at manuals. (laughs) Totally. And it was really funny because, like, I I guess photography was kind of the best thing that happened to me because I was a fucking terrible skateboarder. Yeah. But I was also the only kid that took pictures. So, like, into high school, the cool kids wanted to hang out with the fat kid that was terrible at skateboarding because he made good photographs of them skateboarding. Oh, okay so yeah, like yeah. it still it still worked out for me i still i'm I'm happy I broke my leg well, and I also think that there's like
0: there's a tendency for creative people to hang out with like kind of uh counter rebellious people anyway right like i I also uh even though I wasn't like necessarily doing crazy drugs in high school, hung out with the fucking more uh out there kids. Right. Like, and that was like the skaters and the punk kids and all of that. Cause it's like, I don't know. The, um, squares are boring, right. They just do homework and stuff. Where (laughs) did
1: did you grow up?
0: Uh, I grew up, I went to middle school and high uh, high school in Miami and, and then I did some college in, uh, or uh, some community college in, uh, Maryland, but, uh, then went back to Miami to finish school. Right. Yeah. And the,
1: um I, sorry. It was just like we we spent a lot of time growing up just going into Philadelphia because every place that we would like try and hang out and skateboard in South Jersey, mm-hmm. we would get in trouble. And yeah, I remember that train. train too. There was like the train not too far from our high school that would take us right into center city philly yeah so like age like 14 15 16 you know until we got our licenses we would like take the school bus to our friends that lived in the neighborhood by the you know by the uh by the train and then hop on the train and go to philly and skateboard like love park and all that stuff oh my god yeah it was like growing up watching like Stevie Williams and Josh Kalis skateboard at Love Park it was like oh, the coolest I, fucking thing ever. Have,
0: I used to have Josh Kalis's shoes. <laughs> oh, so did I. So did I. I uh, we probably st- had the same fare. St- st- <laughs> well, that's so funny that you're saying that because, um, uh, well, actually, uh, Alexander Sanchez, who is a uh, 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 past guest of the show, who did the uh, uh, the poetry and LA stories and then, uh, the, uh, everyday violence that doesn't kill you episode. Uh, he, he like skates regularly and posts about that shit. And I'm like, bro, how does your body fucking handle that? Like I had to stop doing that just because I kept getting hurt. But I do remember you brought up something that, uh, I do remember when the, the moment that I started, that it stopped or that security guards st- started apologizing to you for kicking you out of the space from, like, just being belligerent with you. Uh, like, that, that's a change that happened in my lifetime, where, like, people that thought that skateboarding was cool <laughs> started to become security guards and, like, had to, like, enforce the rules, but, like, uh, kick us out. I wanted to ask you about, um, so, not that, like, you're a conspiracy theory nut, or anything like I am that. Not at all. <laughs> but but we did talk a little bit about like connecting dots and 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 ideas, uh, like um, about about that in general. Not that I want to talk about Epstein necessarily. Oh, but boy. <laughs> but um, can you tell us a little bit about like the culture in Philly and maybe some of the myths? and and the history and even in in South New Jersey cuz all of that I think that like New Jersey might be well covered but Philadelphia in terms of a culture and and what uh you know Miami has its like heroes that are not necessarily great people <laughs> the Gettys aren't the best people either right <laughs> and we right. there's there's like a huge monument to them out here so uh I don't. I, or, or, and and Griffith, I think, is also kind of a problematic dude. I don't know. I'm trying to remember of the all the dollop episodes that I've listened to about LA. But um, is there like some mythological like bad guys? Like was like I don't know, Lucky Luciano from your, from Philly or what's? What, why did, why do we picture you guys as? Is it just the Philadelphia Eagles and throwing batteries that everybody thinks of Philly as like a really hostile place? That, that happens
1: once the battery thing. happened Yeah. But it once wasn't it like, didn't they
0: like hit Santa Claus with it or something?
1: No, I think it was snowballs. Oh, that was a different one. Okay. I think it was snowballs and everyone's just kind of like thrown it out. Gotten. You know, it's gotten out of, out of hand. Yeah.
0: The myth. Um, no, I think it is. Does John Crook have uh, anything to do with that? John Cruck, no. The, the baseball player, just like yeah, his grimy yeah, 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 ass, making people think that yeah, Philadelphia's oh, t- wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, testicular cancer. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: i my bad. I love him. I'm not like at all
1: maligning him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I loved him growing up. I loved John Kruk growing up, and yeah. like Darren Dalton, and like all the Phillies. I'm like, why, why, why? Phil- Philadelphia has a pretty, a pretty insane mythology about it. Yeah. That most people, I think, think it is the toughest place, and people are mean and aggressive. Um, but the reality of it is, everybody that's not from Philly is just a bunch of whiny ass little bitches. No, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm
0: kidding. It's um. Well, how do you? I mean, uh, have you been to New York before? Like New York was like. Uh white girls in brooklyn but like i mean you're you're old enough to have like visited in the early aughts even comparatively
1: to now um yeah like 9 11 new york yeah yeah philadelphia is definitely very different
0: but is it as aggressive like i'm saying like do you do or do those people intimidate you or because like it's pretty abrasive over there (laughs) 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 you scared of new yorkers Cause, no, cause not, I'm not scared not, of people in Baltimore, but there are definitely some parts of there that I wouldn't go. I mean, there are scary people.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, there, are fucking, there are scary people that exist. I'm scared of Philadelphians. I mean, like not in LA.
0: I'm not scared of too many people out here.
1: I mean, I think Philadelphians just have, I don't think that they're mean. I just think that they're not emotionally repressed. Okay. I think that, know exactly where you stand with people that are from here. Mm -hmm. They're like the first group of people to tell you to go fuck yourself, but you're also the first group of people to tell you that they love you. Yeah. And I think that they can spot bullshit and call it out really easily. Um, I mean, it's like, it's a mid Atlantic town that used to be called like the workshop of the world. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's like, a like a rust belt town, but like industry was a major role here in the in the early 1900s and it isn't anymore. And so like, I just think that it has that kind of tough Northeast working class town, you know, it's not yeah. all that different anymore. Well, it's
0: funny because like the story you were telling and I, I kind of want to know more about the, the, how it escalated to the cameras too. But the story that you were telling, <clears throat> Um, about the the painting the wall. There's like a moment where it still seems like like it's hard to like get the context until you taught you introduce Norman <laughs> and then he's such a dick where you can he's tell such that a dick and he's, yeah, also, you,
1: he's also a New Yorker yeah, he's yeah. also a New Yorker and that's yeah. part of the problem.
0: So. Yeah. Well the th- the like it's one of those things I think John Waters I, at some in some interview that I saw somewhere or someone told me about it, or whatever it's however it ended up in my head. He said that if he like picked the right shoes, he could cut dialogue and like you know, you basically told us about your rage <laughs> from, and and like it was like hmm this is interesting and then all of a sudden Norm talks and you're like, oh,
1: he's the asshole. (laughs) Yeah. It's, 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 It's real. I mean, so that was one incident with them. I mean, yeah. from the second they rolled up in here, it was problems. Well, and, I mean, and-
0: I, I think also the context of just somebody that owns an Airbnb is, is like, because out here, the, you can only have one now. Like, they've really cracked down on that shit, right? Oh, wow. Like,
1: yeah. wow. Yeah. What's it like to have laws?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a <laughs> pretty fucking lawless rules. town out here, too. <laughs> uh, um, one of the things that was fun, that's fun about your Instagram is just looking at how, like, almost identical the new buildings in Philly are to like, there's just like no interest in like, it's all trying to fit this like hipster aesthetic that's like kind of uh city white guy chic. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I don't necessarily think they're only trying to attract white people, but it's definitely made to like make white women comfortable. I so, think so that they move it's... in the neighborhood.
1: I mean, I, I will say it from – first, I'm going to enter into it from like a problem-solving point of view, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a, a long tradition of Philly row houses, right? I live in one. Yeah. And it, it's just – they're very special. Mm-hmm. And when you go to build something new – do you build something that tries to fit the aesthetic of a row house, and then it kind of falls into that like shitty uncanny valley? Because unless you're going to build something the same way you did in the 1900s, it's just going to look like a shitty mirror of it.
0: Yeah, it's like simulacra oh. next to the real thing.
1: Yeah, and then, or so then, how do you solve that problem? I just don't think that they've fucking figured it out yet and i don't think they're trying to also like that's a problem
0: no i think it's i think that like it's how i don't know there's there i don't want to talk too much shit about um lacma because i do like it as a a, as a institution and i do think arc uh uh, the architecture is interesting right but the japanese pavilion there's this really interesting thing that has this like um there's this like transparent Uh, handrail that runs up the whole building and it's just so fucking 80s right and what like the 80s and so there's just this aesthetics that's like gonna be 20s but it's not like art deco it's just cheap materials right i i I don't know and it's what it's the it's kind of this idea of what of the world that people want to live in but it doesn't really exist because it's like not maintained you know like um like italian uh, uh, plazas have been worn into what they are. Right? They're not like they they they've they were maybe pristine at one point, but right. they, they've like the cobblestone and and they repair the cobblestone, and that's that's a given, right? But uh, ultimately, the the maintenance of that like and yes, there are parts where asphalt overlaps, but I'm saying like the real like the real shit doesn't. Um, it, it's almost like what sci-fi movies have told us, you know, a nice, calm space feels like. And, uh, and there's, there's variations of it, which is interesting because over here there's this like Mexican brand of it, but I don't know what
1: I, I, what, I think that you are putting, and i guess that's what that's our job we're we're putting more thought into trying to unpack the decisions that they've made than than yeah. they have
0: no i i think it's like a trend obviously right and but but i think that like what the trend says is interesting in in the sense of like cuz it's not quite starbucks but it's starbucks adjacent with like these weird woods there's this place there's this um Shopping center right here called the Howard Hughes Center that has just gotten a completely new makeover. And it's got this like wood and green, J. Crewy kind of aesthetic, like green in the sense that it has like grass, but the grass is like turf. And it's like turf hanging off the side of the building, right? Like it's fake grass. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird. Um, it, it's also kind of nineteen fifties ish. I don't know. It, it it it's a weird thing that's. And then all like the new bars kind of feel the same, right? Like they they have this like industrial aesthetic, like warehousey thing. At least out here, I don't know.
1: Right. Um, I I feel like the the design is really actually just. Like, zoning plus cutting costs it's like zoning restrictions plus cost cutting equal contemporary building design in in the city of philadelphia
0: so what what you know? what kind of zoning uh things influence like what are the parameters that, that sets Oh, certain
1: things like if you –
0: Are they allowed to – are you allowed to build single-family homes like with yards and stuff? You are allowed
1: to build single-family homes, but you're – in certain neighborhoods, you're only allowed to build so high on certain properties. Mm -hmm. And then if you go higher to a certain point, you have to step back from the street and then even at that point – that's for people who want their fucking roof decks, so then they need to put, like, a pilot's house on top, which usually they have to seek, like, a variance to get that because it's still too high. Oh, um, okay. But other things, like, um, you can't – I think on certain – certain on the sides of your property, you can't have windows if they're on the property line.
0: Okay. That makes sense,
1: though. So, it does but like if someone wanted to if you want to build your house to as big as you want yeah and so it reaches the end of that property now there is just a wall of vinyl siding rather than if you (laughs) step it back six inches or something you you guys have weather concerns
0: yeah yeah so you need so is there a lot of vinyl siding and stuff
1: it's a lot of vinyl siding. Yeah. I just, realized. so there's vinyl siding. There's different natures of vinyl siding. So there's vinyl siding that exact, that exists in the situation that i just mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's vinyl mm-hmm. siding that is on the sides of homes that are sort of, it, there's a vacant lot in between them. So why put something up if you're going to, if it's just going to get built on eventually, like that makes sense. I get that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's vinyl sidings on the backs of homes, which really kind of crack me up because, like, they'll look kind of nice from the front, some of them. Uh-huh. But in the back, they'll have vinyl siding. And it reminds me of when I was, like, in fresh, when I was uh, uh, in, like, foundation foundation year in undergrad. I was in this three, three, three-dimensional design class, and I made this sculpture, but I didn't do anything to the back. I knew I was going to be a fucking photo major like I wasn't thinking about the backs of things and he's like (laughs) Do you not expect anyone to look at the back of your sculpture? And I was like, oh shit. And and I feel like <laughs> design yeah, totally, right? Jesus. And I feel like the architects or the designers, and maybe that's even generous to call them that, never had anybody say that to them when they were designing a building <laughs> And that's so hilarious. it's that kind of vital signing, but the vinyl signing that really upsets me the most.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Is All right, so let's say that there's a two-story building, right? An old building, like, early 1900s. And then there is... And that's a two-story one. And then, to the right of it, goes in a brand new three-story one. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. that house, the third floor, that is, like, above the house next door, has vinyl siding on the side of it. And, to me... Like, people are like, yeah, it's cutting costs, and then – but in my mind, I'm like, you just think that the house next to it is going to fall down eventually, and that a <laughs> house just as tall is going to get built up. So why spend the money on, like, a nice siding if something else is ultimately going to replace that airspace? Uh, anyway. That's gross. So that's, like, how I look at it. And maybe uh. that's wrong, but I just look at it as, like, this – it's not going to be there later anyway. Why? why? Why bother treating it like it's a vacant law?
0: What, what neighborhood specifically are you in in Philly and what's like the general Uh, layout? Like where's the hip part of town where everybody, where's the nightlife? Like where's the, um, I forget Adams Morgan is I think the part in DC that I'm thinking of.
1: Um, I'm, I'm in Kensington, Kensington. Okay. Which is in North Philly all right as like a neighborhood in north philadelphia and we are probably we're about two blocks from frankfort ave and all along frankfort ave is is like the cool hip stuff that i guess people would be interested in going to Uh and if you take that you know towards fishtown which is south of us it gets just like progressively cooler on frankfort ave okay Um, And then we're a half block away from Front Street, which is what goes underneath the L. And if you take that south, um, the closer that gets towards
0: Fishtown, um, that starts to get more popping as well. Okay. So we're... But so like no one gives a shit about West Philadelphia at all anymore, huh?
1: No, that is completely untrue.
0: (laughs) Because there were some people that were born and raised there. And that's basically what I know about Philly. I mean, West Philly is incredible.
1: It is a very vibrant, amazing How does it place. compare to? I don't be- think you're referencing Will Smith. I'm just trying to move past that. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying. How, how does it compare to Bel Air, though? Would you? Would it be safer to live in Bel Air? Because Bel Air kind of nice. <laughs> I've, never, I've never
1: been to Bel Air, but we've, but we've lived in West Philly. Is so, it? Is it? Is
0: it dope there? Is it as dangerous like that? You would need to send your kid away. Is basically what I'm asking.
1: Well, it's, that's, that's really hard. So like Philadelphia is pretty massive. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's really pretty big. And so it's basically broken up into North, South, um, and West. And it doesn't really go to East because East is where the river is. And on the other side of the river is Jersey. All right. So, and then there's the Northeast portion of Philly, which is like, just goes on forever. I don't even understand. So, but even within all of those places, um, they change block to block.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So you can be um, in, you know, in West Philadelphia on at University of Pennsylvania, you know, like very fancy Ivy League school. And then you know walk 10 blocks and 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 be in 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 a a historically black neighborhood that that university of pennsylvania has yet to swallow up yet you know and and then you go further
0: where's sandusky school sandusky yeah is that that's penn so that's not in philadelphia where's that
1: i've never heard of sandusky
0: Oh, uh, the pedophile coach. The uh, oh man, that, no, that's pencil. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's the state. That's not the city. That's Penn State.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I said. I wasn't making a connection. That is in central Pennsylvania, where okay. my wife is from. Okay. Uh, same thing down, but yeah. No. and so but every that's a conspiracy. Every... <laughs> it is, but like so, every neighborhood here is is very very different. Uh huh. Um, there's got to be like hundreds of neighborhoods in Philadelphia and that even make up my neighborhood there's like so many different parts of it so west philadelphia is still popping its other parts of it are just definitely not popping but okay. every part of the city is great this is just the one that i choose to go to and just not really leave ever honestly <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know i like i'm just trying to figure out because the city over here, we have such specifically different problems. Is a, a, a what's is there like a, a serious? Uh, first of all, like a combination of um, homelessness and rents getting too high, uh, the uh, thing happening there. Because I'm starting to get a sense that that's happening everywhere, but that's pretty visible out here.
1: I yeah. mean, I I made work about. My neighborhood. So my neighborhood is the heroin capital of not the country, but it, it is. It is. It is. It is pretty high up there. It's really, it's really sad. Yeah, it's really, it's 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 bad. Okay. And but it's also this neighborhood is also experiencing extreme investment but you know it is not benefiting the the people that are genuinely struggling in the neighborhood and 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 those are those are the addicts that you know are 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 homeless
0: Mm.
1: and and you know there used to be several camps that were you know, I guess to, to someone that drives past and doesn't get out of their car or just doesn't talk to anybody about what those camps are, it looks like a lawless place. But there's a system within those camps and people look out for one another. And there were just a little bit north of where I live is where the train tracks are that used to, you know, they still it was like the Conrad tracks. Mm-hmm. And underneath every single Sort of uh, you know, overpass that the train went over. Um, there, there were homeless people camping underneath in those bridges, and the city has sort of systematically shut those camps down. Okay, uh, that's, over, that's over, fascinating. Over a couple years, and it's and it's really sort of created a diaspora. So where
0: where where are they concentrated? Because over here it's like, bro, I can't even fucking begin to describe to you. It's it's one of those things out here that like we know about, but like I don't. Unless you're like really gonna tackle it, it's kind of gauche to like really start Instagramming that shit. So like, it's not a thing that people see outside of LA. But it's fucking crazy out here. Like, and 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 um, I've definitely seen people like uh shoot up on the streets here. So like, that's not something that is, uh, foreign out here. But um, out here, I get the sense that it's just gotten to the point where people can't combine the space that they like having a job and having a place to live within a reasonable distance is getting more and more difficult right so if you have a job in the city um it becomes difficult to like live outside where you can afford it and make the commute uh and more and and those opportunities are becoming more difficult out here um i don't know it uh, like i mean i'm basically surrounded by apartments that and i mean i'm seeing like this would the over here you can really see it because there's a lot of uh people of color that live in this neighborhood that had mm-hmm. already been pushed east uh from like you know I'm not saying that like Santa Monica was ever really that diverse but if you compare Santa Monica to fucking Manhattan Beach like Manhattan Beach is ridiculously white right uh and so uh over here like i'm starting to see a lot of white women in the neighborhood and i don't resent them needing a place to live because obviously they're moving here not because it's a cute neighborhood <laughs> but because it's the fucking best opportunity that they have uh by comparison right and i'm guessing right now you couldn't get a one bedroom in this neighborhood for less than 1500 it's just a guess but i just get a sense based on like how you you know and so for me that um that thing that you like there's a neighbor there's like a thing here in the state where if you tear down a building i think also as well you can just replace it and uh that's how you can evict people um, cuz it's happening in a few like uh, uh plots in this neighborhood but the way that like that the, um I don't know the i the, for me that concept of like preying on neighborhoods to extract wealth is such a, a or you know an extract opportunity. I'm not saying that like gentrification doesn't exist in other parts of the world, obviously, I think that Berlin is going through something big right now too, but um there's like I don't think that like they're tearing down buildings in Berlin. <laughs> so that they could put up tacky cheap shit, you know? I mean, I'm just guessing. Uh, I, I think that, like, in Rome, like, when a neighborhood uh, w- neighborhoods shift, I don't think it's because, like, they're, like, tearing down and building a whole new development, which is a very strange thing here. Um, and, like, Miami's different where, like, over there... Uh, There's still a lot of brand new developments Whereas these neighborhoods out here in LA Have been around so long That they used to be Like neighborhoods that had like Similar buildings Similar homes Right But um, They like uh, Over time Everybody's just torn their shit down And rebuilt it So that like the neighborhoods Have different uh, Styles of homes Like especially if you go into places like Culver City but I don't know, man. All this shit is like, is crazy to me because I don't, I think that there's, there comes a point where like you stop, you, you the prices go so high to rent a place that like, you know, Norm is not going to have anyone to rent from him if he gets too fucking greedy because there's a limited number of people with like insane amounts of money and people just seem to be getting
1: pushed out of their houses. Yeah. I mean that that that's happening here. Yeah. It's but but it's not mm. Yeah, it's it's happening here. I I have a lot of neighbors I didn't used to have, but and I don't hmm. It's a very strange situation over here because so much of So much of this neighborhood was vacant lots for so many years. Uh Uh-huh. So it's – it's a lot of it is brand new construction. (laughs) Like a lot of it isn't like a renovation or a teardown or a gut. It is brand new construction. And it's (sighs) – prices are going up here. Mm -hmm. But it's still Philadelphia. Yeah. So, you know the the price of these houses. Uh, some of them are like three hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh my god, I'm buying
0: a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. You know what the fuck so is the a down payment on a house in Philadelphia? Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> <laughs> but these are also these are also neighborhoods that have been historically redlined as well. So, uh, so i'm just gonna
0: was. gentrify it if i buy a house
1: but it, it's yeah. it's but what i'm saying is like p- investment was prevented for such a long period of time and it had gotten to such a place with so many vacant lots from either buildings that have burned down or like factories that have burned down so around the corner there was a. a a factory that burned down i think it was 2011 uh sadly killed killed two firefighters trying to put that that fire out but it's been a vacant lot since 2011 so going on 9 years and they're going to develop it into a 108 unit building jesus how tall seven stories i think mm.
0: And I'm conflicted it, with that, though, and I'll tell you why, but you can finish. Go ahead.
1: But, like, the the reason that they can build 108 units seven stories tall is because that land was initially zoned for a mixed-use building at that size, you know, so the zoning has never changed. So by right, they can put whatever the fuck they want there. Mm. And And the neighborhood has... The infrastructure of the city is so old like there are still I believe some terracotta pipes in the water system. That <laughs> get that water place. tastes
0: delicious I bet.
1: That's yeah, like some but old like, school
0: shit. No, I'm not even being uh, uh, cynical. I'm like serious.
1: <laughs> so like they have to, you know, pipes are bursting all over the place and they're going down there and they're like terracotta pipes. Sometimes there will still be wood pipes down there, not still being used, but uh-huh. they just kind of left it and left the pipe in there, the wooden pipe to kind of fill in the, the street.
0: Yeah, well they're not artists so, like us. They they're like, well that's extra fucking hours of labor that would take to get that shit out. They're not like, I want it to be pretty. <laughs> I mean, it's just like
1: the the neighborhood has never supported that kind of infrastructure here. Yeah. You know, and it's never supported those kinds of that kind of that that amount of people in the space like this.
0: Yeah, but that's something that's kind of becoming like uh that is something that could Potentially, and I I don't I'm not an expert on this at all. I basically listen to a podcast called LA Podcasts, which is where I get a lot of the information that I'm uh, talking about in terms of LA. Um, but uh, one of the big problems out here is that we think of green space in a in a fucked up way, which is like people, a bunch of like boomer hippies, think that having a lawn and especially out here that's a problem because of the water shortages and whatnot or water scarcity not shortages mm-hmm. uh and um uh, and like they they just think that having like single family homes with big yards is like green <laughs> or progressive or like good for the environment which is like I know it's it it it, uh, aesthetically it feels that way, right? But ultimately, uh, what LA needs to kind of be doing, according to Hayes Davenport, Alyssa Walker, and this other guy from this podcast, is that like is projects like that. And I wouldn't necessarily lose all hope with um, with those projects because. So how how old is Philadelphia? Like how uh, how old are parts of it actually?
1: Philadelphia was established and officially established in like 1683. 83. Okay. And 17, so, so
0: 1776 17- is when we did the bell thing.
1: No, I mean the, the Declaration of Independence. That yeah, was here. you yeah. know, the bell. Th-
0: well, Ween <laughs> has the song
1: Freedom.
0: Yeah. Well, Ween is something that we got to thank you for, I think, right? Isn't Ween from. Uh...
1: A little date from, from Philadelphia. I think they're from. I guess I was never a big mean person. Oh okay, sorry. I never. I, I just never figured really since you were a
0: skater, like around the same time, but maybe I was just no, a little was, bit uh, older.
1: More, more. I was, I was more like a no effect skateboarder.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that that is the generational gap there. I think you, yeah. you, you people from our age will know what we're talking about, and everybody else would be like, "Move on, guys." <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: um, I mean I think It's it's very The problems that you have in LA Are not the problems that we have here Like green space is a non-issue Yeah You know like this, the trying to preserve green spaces here We have a park system here That's really big We have you know Like some stuff outside the city limits That is really nice and preserved And, and we have There's a shitload of parks in the, in the city but it's it's a fucking city, yeah and and so, like green spaces don't really exist here it's an old it's an old city, it's been around for a long time, yeah, what we have is a lot of single family row homes that are they're still much more efficient than anything that
0: like uh people out here want to build,
1: yeah, but it's not even about architecture, it's about. Philadelphia has the highest population of generational homeowners in the city, in in, in the country. Uh So, like, people have been living in these homes for a really long time yeah but it's and still sh- indigenous land though <laughs> not to be a dick i mean everything is, i mean but i mean how so then like why are we even talking about you know any kind of gentrification because like on a long enough timeline no, I'm, t- t- I'm just being a dick <laughs> you know no,
0: i get i, get, I, I uh I, you know i don't feel I, like uh I don't feel like things should be taken away from people. Uh, I think that, thing, that that more opportunity should be spread. so I in that sense, I am with you on the on the home. I was just making a bad joke.: <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's just uh, big buildings, you know, rent, all that is good. It's just like these yeah. smaller neighborhoods don't aren't, aren't built to support shit like that, because you kind of still need a car to live here. Yeah. It's a weird city. We live a half block from the L, but you still kind of need a car sometimes to to get around. Yeah. So, if you're putting in 108 units, that's just really going to change
0: the vibe for sure.
1: But- it's going to it's going to it's going to change a lot of uh, also like accessibility for a lot of people in the neighborhood as well. Um people that have been here for a long time and they're putting in a, not like 107 units like at the other end of the block. So you... like these these projects are 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 going to be things that I think have caused a lot of damage. Because they aren't causing a lot of benefit to the people that live here already because do they have,
0: do they have um residential uh and then retail space on the bottom?
1: That's the thing. Um none of I, I've been to like a couple zoning meetings because I'm I, I, I wanna hear about everything that's going on here. And um None of these developers want to put retail space on the bottom floor because they don't think that you know the neighborhood can support it, which is just kind of like a chicken egg scenario. Like, yeah. Well, you, you, yeah, yeah, that's dumb. If, I
0: don't. Uh, yeah, it's, okay.
1: It's it's not worth getting into that argument because like they're not going by logic; they're going by money and like how they can maximize their money. And if if I was a businessman, like I'd have the same, probably the same outlook, which is why I'm not a businessman.
0: <laughs> but. No, I think I think uh, there you you could see the benefit of that. But it is like it, it, uh I don't know. I I I I, I if, if I can uh, make you feel any better, all the people that are building these ridiculous fucking condos and buildings in Miami are going to have to maybe eventually evacuate anyway. So not every developer, land <laughs> developer, gets what they want. But that, like, but that
1: doesn't make me feel
0: better. <laughs> no. Like, it, it bummed me out, too. I was going for it,
1: but it didn't work. <laughs> it's like, like a tremendous waste of money, and I don't know what the tax system is in miami but in in philadelphia all of these new buildings come with 10-year tax abatements so the people that buy these homes aren't paying property they aren't paying property taxes on the home they're paying it on the undeveloped land for 10 years and then you know they'll pay it on the house so if the house is four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, they only have to pay the value of the land, which is maybe worth like ten thousand dollars. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So if you think about all new homes come with that, how much that's sucking sucking out of the city tax money that could be going to schools
0: yeah no absolutely and there's also there's like huge issues with housing where i i don't even remember where i heard this um oh uh i think it was on uh hill tv rising on youtube where there there's the the, like when the when the housing market crashed in 2008 there were a bunch of like companies that like there's there's some dude that's or some journalist that's trying to uh, get uh, freedom of info uh, FOIA uh, on them to find out who owns who's like who are the owners of these shell companies that have been buying up all these houses, which uh, essentially is consolidating home ownership to like corporate levels <laughs> because people could just like straight up show up and buy things with cash. Like buy buy houses uh, with cash. I'm totally paraphrasing this, obviously, but yeah. th- there's just th- it's it's it, I don't know. I-, I think that like there's going to be have to be some like <laughs> federal <laughs> intervention, but it's probably never going to come because the, the the I I mean I really am starting to see that like this is not a, a central. This is like a global problem. I mean, this is something that. Like you said, we can always argue gentrification, and that that's fine, but um, but
1: I'm not pro gentrification. No, no.
0: I mean, like, I'm dude, just, I, yeah. I, I, I am, I, I'm living in a neighborhood, in the second neighborhood that's been gentrified. Can I say I didn't have anything to do with it? No, right. <laughs> like, uh, uh, so I totally am, uh, you know, oppressor and victim in the same thing right but i think that there is that class thing of like being a renter um which is a problem anyway we should wrap up because we're at an hour and then yeah. you know, we'll take a little break and then we'll do a, the the next the next little bit um, yeah, what
1: did we talk about
0: what did we oh uh, it's, what did fi- we, get? it's <laughs> we just talked about like uh, uh, uh it's fine man so it, sometimes i just get into like I'm just so happy to not talk politics today.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a... uh,
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? you were Jordan ba- Jordan Baumgarten at or, or at a, on Instagram. I am.
1: I am. I am. Yeah, I'm mostly just gonna keep my head down and making work. I'm not. A, I'm not a plugging guy. Uh, oh. I yeah. just-
0: well, I mean, people can follow you uh, and stuff, but. Yeah, uh, I'm
1: just Jordan Baumgarten. I'm, 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 at, I'm on, on, Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah, I'm Instagram. Yeah, being, you post no, a lot I'm of stuff. not that original.
0: No, but you post a lot of interesting stuff about your neighborhood. I mean, not like it's just very documentary style uh, street photography of your of the area, which is why I know about like all the gentrification or not all the gentrification, all the construction that you talk about. Cause I don't think necessarily you're, you're addressing gentrification. You're just talking about gaudy construction. Uh, no, I, yeah. that, no, that's,
1: that's, it's a, uh... It's the context in which those things exist, you know. God yeah. constructs, yeah, yeah. But, but I, know,
0: I don't think that like it's like necessarily heavy-handed. I think you're just taking pictures of a neighborhood and what's happening there is happening, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That yeah, is, yeah. That I, is, I don't is. think that you're like there's the ne- necessarily a sense of agenda. It's just what uh, where uh, the subject matter is there.
1: I mean, no, I definitely have an agenda, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not heavy-handed, you know. I'm, I'm glad it's not heavy-handed. That's perfect. Great, thank yeah. you.
0: <laughs> it's or uh you know what it is it's personal it feels like it, it, uh it's it's done from a point of view of like uh this is my neighborhood and i'm pissed off about certain things uh rather than like being uh overtly political and like oh this is like i'm a white girl that wears a headdress at coachella and i care about uh, wildfires and shit.
1: Did you hear about the woman? Yeah, I mean, thank you. I'm glad that I'm I'm not a VSCO girl, so
0: I appreciate <laughs> that.
1: Thank All you. Right.